0: This is The Plural of You, a podcast about people helping people. I'm Josh Morgan. (laughs) Drew Guthrie is a banking and finance professional from Boulder, Colorado. He's currently the chief operating officer at the Foolproof Foundation, a nonprofit organization that promotes financial literacy throughout the United States. With Drew's guidance, the foundation serves as an umbrella for several projects that cover almost all ages and many social groups, but their primary program offers a free curriculum in finance for high school teachers. Their websites also serve as an excellent introduction to finance for regular folks like you and me. I taught with him via Skype about foolproof and his own history with debt, and I'll play that conversation in a moment. Drew and I spoke on the phone once or twice in preparation for this episode. And her interactions helped me to realize that anything can be used as a tool to help others. And I have to be honest, and I don't think I told Drew this, but I didn't think too highly of people in the finance industry before I talked with him. I mean, I thought Drew was an exception, of course, but I know now that I've been painting people in the industry with broad strokes. That's because I've let negative events and news stories over the years influence my opinion. But now I see that there are people like Drew who are working to demystify the industry. There are people today who would use finance as a weapon against others, but there are also those who would use it to share with other people. What I'm learning is that it's all about intent, because that's what gives meaning to everything that we as humans touch. Another thing I've learned while reading up for this episode was that the ability to plan and budget finances is a luxury for many people. I mean, I've studied that for years and I've experienced it firsthand, so I knew that, but I came across one website that helped me to spell it out. It's usfinancialdiaries.org that's a project where spending was tracked for a year among a group of low-income and moderate-income families. Researchers found that spikes in income and expenses often didn't match in these households. And without savings in place, these families often resorted to debt to make ends meet. And we all know that's a vicious cycle to break out of. So that's where financial literacy educators like Drew can help. I'd never talked with someone as deep into finance as Drew before, so I was a little intimidated. We seem to have a few things in common, though, like our war stories with debt, so it's nice to see that it's possible to recover from tough financial decisions. I'm also interested to see how financial literacy will change in the United States over the next few years, because I'm sure Drew will be a part of that. I think you'll enjoy what he has to say, and he offers some great advice that I'm going to try in my own life. Here's Drew Guthrie, COO at the Foolproof Foundation.
1: Hey Josh, how you doing?
0: I'm great. It's good to hear from you again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nice to hear from you.
0: Yeah. How are things going? Great. How's your day been?
1: Uh, fantastic. Staying busy, and uh, that's always a good thing.
0: Of course. So, I was looking through your resume after the first time that we talked, and I'm a little humbled that you agreed to talk with me. Like, it, it seems like you really know what you're doing.
1: <laughs> well, well, I appreciate that I look good in two dimensions. <laughs> No, it's great. I, I absolutely love talking about foolproof. And, you know, as we talk more, that'll become pretty obvious that I just so believe in what we're doing. And any chance I get to talk about it, whether it's with you or friends or family, i it's hard to get me to be quiet about it.
0: <laughs> so could you describe the Foolproof Foundation and what you do there? Sure, sure.
1: Well, Foolproof Foundation, we really focus on peer-to-peer teaching of financial literacy. And our target market currently is anyone from age about 13 up through senior citizens. And so what we do is we focus on what is affecting that individual at that individual life stage. So for older consumers out there, we actually have guides such as retirement guides and vacation guides out there to help them really focus on, you know, making sure they get the best deal and really get the most bang for their buck. And so we we work backwards and we get into those individual life stages, those decision points such as buying a car, buying a house, and, and really have guides specifically for that. Because when, when you're talking about the age range that is really focusing on buying a car or a home, they are ready for that information right then. And don't want to sift through a whole lot of fluff. So that's why we have, we offer car buying guides, home buying guides, mortgage guides again to make sure that you get the most bang for your buck. And so we really look at what happens at, at each individual phase. And then we actually break that down further when we get into talking about younger audience and actually have modular driven assignments where the kids can actually work through it on their own or uh, under a teacher supervision.
0: So it sounds like your organization covers a lot of ground. What types of problems are you looking to address with all of these programs?
1: Really, a lot of the problems out there are surrounded by lack of access, especially people just not knowing what resources are available for them in their individual life decisions. So we're really looking at the overarching goal of people being able to help themselves. People get inundated with all sorts of advertisement and marketing material. And that's the marketer's job is to go out there and promote why their product is so great, all the benefits of it. That's perfectly fine. We have nothing against the advertisers and marketers out there. Our job is to educate the consumer and arm the consumers with the knowledge, what to look for in the advertising, what really meets their individual needs. And so we actually teach those critical thinking skills, actually teach people to be skeptical about what they're seeing out there because again, they're getting inundated the with so many messages that we really want to focus on that level of skepticism to think, okay, this sounds great, but how does it affect me as an individual? And once we develop that critical thinking through our younger programs for for example, foolproof for high schools and foolproof solo that focuses on college age kids then start building up that critical thinking so they can make smart financial decisions throughout their life. We want to make sure that anybody who wants access to an individual's wallet or well-being, we want to make sure that they think about that critically and make that smart decision that's best for them and not based on an advertisement they saw.
0: So what is a typical day like for you? Like, How do you play into these different roles in the organization?
1: Well, let's see. Technically, my, my role is chief operating officer of Foolproof. So the best analogy that I can give is I am the conductor of an orchestra. I work with a lot of extremely talented individuals that are all focused on the common goal of, of making that music and making that financial literacy the best possible financial literacy for the end user. So a typical day for me Uh, I work with our our tech team to make sure that all of our websites have the proper messaging out there. Uh, We have tons of projects going on to help find different uh, target markets to be able to help bring that personalized peer-to-peer financial literacy out there. So I work with our internal team in regards to that. We also have a ton of collaborative partnerships out there. And, And these partners are anywhere from other nonprofit organizations that have a need for financial literacy that serve a group that would like to have a financial literacy element in there. I actually work with those groups in developing the curriculum and really what what are those groups trying to accomplish and how can foolproof help them accomplish their goals? Because we we have a wonderful curriculum out there that that can be used by anyone for free but it is uh, it's designed to be 22 classroom sessions 22 45 minute classroom sessions and, and that may be more than what people are looking for so I work with partners out there to really drill down what exactly they're looking for be able to focus their message to to be able to deliver it to their group uh, as best as possible
0: Now the 22 sessions. Is that at the high school level or is that a separate curriculum?
1: Uh, let's see. We have 22 classroom sessions specifically for our high school program. OK. And then we also have uh, individual programs such as Foolproof Solo that do have an equal number of, of sessions as well.
0: OK. And I know you have resources on your website. Are those similar?
1: Yes. Yeah. We we have tons of resources out there. So we actually have Taken apart our modules and actually have a program called Fast Facts, where people can actually just use a search function uh, on FoolproofMe.com to be able to find those quick-hitting articles about, you know, if they're looking about credit cards or checking accounts, whatever type of financial topic they're they're looking for. Scams, scams are a big issue out there, and so they they type that in and they are able to actually get the the quick-hitting information right at their fingertips, right when they need it.
0: Okay. Now, I was reading a little about your story, and it seems like you might be able to relate to many of the people that you're serving now, like as far as learning about finances the hard way, at least in the beginning. (laughs) So could you explain what your experience has been with finance and how it's brought you to where you are today?
1: Sure, sure. Well, (laughs) uh, I I actually got permission from my mom to tell this story because I didn't want to throw my mother under the bus because (laughs) I love her to death. Uh, But she was actually the one that introduced me to credit. She gave me a credit card when I was in high school for emergency purposes. And uh, the mentality of an 18 year old decided that uh, the big sale at the uh, big clothing store constituted an emergency. And what was really funny about that is that I was able to pay it off and it ended up being a bad lesson for me because it taught me that I could buy something before I had the money for it. And that actually took me down a completely wrong road because when I got into college, I ended up applying for a ton of credit cards, getting a ton of credit cards. And before I knew it, I was absolutely buried in debt because I I thought I was being smart about it. But the reality is, It was uh, what you call escalating debt. It just kept going up and up. And then uh, I finally decided to get a hold of it. I actually went as far as to go through credit counseling. Bankruptcy wasn't for me. I I took these debts out. I wanted to be able to pay them. And so uh, I worked out a plan with credit counseling to be able to lower my interest rates and uh, to be able to get that into one easy payment Uh, that was the plan that worked for me. It worked extremely well. That coupled with uh, a new appreciation for keeping a good budget (laughs) was was a very important piece to it. But through all of that, uh, I was able to come out ahead, be be able to get my credit under control. And I just feel so incredibly lucky that I learned that lesson the hard way, but at an early age, while the stakes weren't as high uh, and not having a, a family to support so, Josh, I really like to tell my story about how I essentially had ostrich syndrome. I buried my head in the sand every time a creditor called because my payments were late. I didn't want to deal with it. And I thought that hiding my head in the sand was the easiest approach. But once I took control of it, took the reins, I can't say I've ever been happier.
0: I'm glad to hear that. So would you say that those experiences influenced your interest in finance as far as a career? Like, is that why you chose it as a major in college?
1: (laughs) Well, well, Josh, part of my getting out of debt was to become a part time teller at my local credit union uh, so I could monitor my accounts even more closely. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so uh, you can say that my uh, poor history with credit in the beginning uh, actually launched me on the career path I am on today.
0: Okay, (laughs) that's one way to keep up with it. So I guess this is sort of a tangent, but I know you have a history with credit unions. Was that a conscious choice, like choosing credit unions over more conventional banks?
1: It was. Let's see, I grew up in Kansas and I moved to Colorado to go to school. And when I moved, I wanted to, I was researching financial institutions and the local credit union seemed like the best one for me. And I really enjoy the credit union co-op mentality, uh, really people helping people, and the fact that everyone uh, are members. With that being said, uh, throughout my career, I went into the compliance world and I worked with a lot of community banks. There are some fantastic community banks out there as well. But my career started and really flourished in in the credit union realm. And I really appreciate uh, all the credit unions out there because I'm not sure if you know this, but Foolproof was initially funded by credit unions. We got our start by partnering with some local institutions that wanted to sponsor Foolproof in their communities. And through their generous support and donations, uh, we've been actually able to grow Foolproof and to be able to extend the reach of Foolproof thanks to credit
0: unions. Is that support ongoing? Like, is that how you receive most of your funding?
1: Uh, Yes, we we receive funding from both credit unions and then we also have the uh, foundation. We are a 501c3. So we do uh, have uh, charitable donations and then uh, a grant making wing as well.
0: Okay. Now, you have the background working in banking and credit unions, and I'm wondering why you chose to transition into nonprofit work.
1: It, It really comes back to my story, Josh, about getting in trouble with finances. I figured the more people I can tell my story to, the more people can learn from my mistakes. And I've worked with Foolproof ever since the beginning. My my credit union in in Boulder, Colorado was actually one of the original Foolproof credit unions. So I was on a focus group, myself and my future wife actually were on a, a focus group. To help look at what peer to peer teaching for that, the college age range really looks like. You know, what, what kind of messaging gets through? What, what are we being taught in school at the time? So my love of foolproof has gone way back to 2003 since its inception. And when I was still working uh, in credit unions, I was actually taught financial fitness through Boulder County. And uh, that program was part of their section eight housing voucher program where All individuals receiving vouchers had to go through a series of classes and I taught the class on banking and and accounts. That was just a fascinating experience to see those really light bulb moments where the individuals in the class are like, Oh, I get this. You know, talking about concepts of, you know, 0% interest loans. Are are those really the best for you? Are are there any other incentives that that you're giving up to get that 0% interest loan? And talking about the real dollars of it, that's always been a love of mine. And so when uh, I spoke with Will DeHu, our founder, he's always known my passion for it. And the opportunity to join Foolproof came up, and I absolutely jumped at the opportunity.
0: That's so cool. Would you mind talking about the concept of defensive thinking? Like, I know it's something you've encouraged at Foolproof, but I haven't heard of it before.
1: Sure. It's the concept of knowing that anyone who wants access to your money, you have to be defensive about it. You you have to be skeptical of other people's motives. It's not saying that anyone's wrong. You just have to be conscious and, and aware of what's the message that you're receiving and what really helps you. What What are your internal goals? Does this product or service really help you meet your goals? And and that's where the term defensive spending comes in.
0: Okay. Why do you think there's such a gap in access to financial education?
1: Well, you nailed it. I
0: know that's a broad question.
1: Well, (laughs) Well, no, actually being able to access financial literacy is the big issue out there in that there's so much noise out there. There's such a variety of messages What are the right messages? What really helps me as an individual consumer out there? And and I think that that's really a a challenge that that we're always facing out there. In that making sure that everyone has access to the proper education. You know, it, it really starts at a young age, where frankly, a lot of states don't mandate financial literacy be taught in their schools. Thankfully, we're seeing that change. There, there are more and more states coming online that actually require a full semester class of financial literacy to be able to graduate high school. I don't know about you, Josh, but that would have helped me tremendously. It would have prevented a lot of the problems that I got into when I got into college, if I would have had that education at a younger level. So I really think that it would help society as a whole, if we can get that financial literacy component being taught at a younger and younger age, where it's it becomes inherent in, in all your decision-making. You you grow up as that defensive spender. You grow up being skeptical about ads that you see out there, about anyone who wants to touch your money, that if you can start that at a younger age, I really think that that creates long-term help for our overall economy.
0: Right, I can agree with that. You know, I realized after we talked the first time a few days ago, like in talking with you and reading over Phil Proust's website, I'm realizing that finance can be used as a, a tool for good. And I just think that's fascinating.
1: You know, Josh, the re- the reality is that there are going to be bad seeds in every single industry out there. And unfortunately, the the banking and financial industry has its fair share that uh, tend to dominate headlines out there. Mm hmm. What Foolproof does is actually breaks it down to the individual consumer level, how you can help yourself. Foolproof's goal is that you won't fall prey to the bad seeds out there, the negativity out there, where you can develop a plan on your own. So you can go in with a certain level of knowledge, no matter what kind of transaction you're in, whether it be taking out a loan for a car or home or in the savings and investing realm, being able to Arm yourself with the knowledge. Really, what questions to ask? What are those questions that really make sure that you're getting the proper service that that you're paying for? So there are a lot of good tools out there. There are some fantastic players in the industry out there, people who really want to help you and, and help their communities as a whole. And it's up to us as individual consumers to actually do that that research to make sure that you're supporting the good guys out there, if you will
0: how would you suppose that finance could be used for good
1: it, it really comes down to helping each each individual accomplish their individual goals you know one one thing that we talked about was the, the thought of, of savings and what does that that really mean to get back into my background is that when my my wife and i were engaged We had a goal of buying a home, but we honestly didn't have good savings habits. So we really looked at, okay, what would really help us build up that savings so we know once we have a mortgage, (laughs) which is kind of a large uh, budget item, that we could really sustain that. And so it, it was really great. We started off at actually $5 each per paycheck. We put that into a savings account. And really looked at it, okay, next time the payday rolls around, well, that wasn't so bad. Let's boost that up to $10. And we went in small increments to the point when we were ready to buy our home, we had actually grown our savings enough. So our savings plus what we were paying in rent would equal our mortgage payment and what we were budgeting for bills when it actually came to having a mortgage it it wasn't a large stress on us because we had already worked it slowly worked it into our budget and that was over gosh probably about 2 years year and a half to 2 years before we could actually get up to that that dollar amount and so starting small i think that that is really really important to set those goals that that you can make and you get a series of victories together and it is such an amazing feeling. And as long as you can have that savings account in there that you don't touch, seeing that grow, then gosh, it is such a wonderful feeling. And then all of a sudden it just becomes internalized. And it's a lot easier to save and work that into your budget to over the long term.
0: That's great advice because I've had an on and off relationship with saving. Currently I would say off. It's tough to make that decision sometimes, but what you're saying about starting small, like five dollars a paycheck, that's feasible.
1: You know, it, it's not only feasible, but I actually had to trick myself, and this was a, a fun little strategy that that I just worked out because the first withdrawal from savings is always the hardest. Because mm-hmm. once you make that first withdrawal, then the second one, oh, that it's easy. It's equal to the reason why I had the first withdrawal. Uh, if that makes any sense. So what I did was I actually set up two savings accounts where my goal was to save uh, $20 uh, for this paycheck, but I wasn't quite sure if I was ready to make that big of a jump. So I put $10 in this secondary savings that I know I wouldn't touch. And then $10 in this primary savings that if my budget didn't work out or if some unexpected expense came up, then I could touch that primary savings. But the reality is that secondary, that actual savings, my goal, I, it gave me a buffer in between. So just in case I my budget didn't work out, then I was able to uh, protect my primary savings and still keep that going, but help me uh, get through those lean moments.
0: Yeah, that's really great advice. Is there anything that surprised you so far in your time working at Foolproof?
1: What really surprised me is the variety of messages out there. And, and that's one big challenge that Foolproof has. Just as an example, there is a large bank out there that has a page set up uh, talking about consolidating credit card debt. What to do if you are in credit card debt? Mm-hmm. It, it's set up for a, a good reason. But one piece of advice out there was that if you have a mortgage or any kind of equity in your home to refinance your credit card uh, and roll it into your home loan. And personally, I I think that is not good advice because you go from having a debt that is unsecured. And and we're talking worst case scenario here. This page was set up for consumers who are in trouble that are looking for that help. So they could be teetering on that bankruptcy line uh, who knows what their individual situation is, but it takes that debt from being unsecured debt to all of a sudden that credit card debt, you have your home riding on it. And it's that kind of advice that, that we are, are fighting against because yes, on the surface, it looks like a good idea because yes, it will reduce your interest rate because if it's secured by a home, then you get a lower interest rate than unsecured credit cards. But the reality is, If you are in dire straits, all of a sudden, uh, those credit card bills are now secured by your home. That is really tough. If you are in that type of situation, look at credit counseling. It may not work for everyone. It definitely worked for me. But that's an opportunity out there where you can lower your interest rate. Yes, it it is not the best for your credit. But gosh, in the long term, if you can pay all that off, uh, like I said, I went through credit counseling. And I can guarantee my credit score is over 800 now because I was able to work through that. I paid all my debts with interest and I was able to work out of it on the back end of it. And I didn't have to put my home up as collateral for my credit card mistakes.
0: Oh, good for you. I'm curious, and this may be too personal, I'm not sure, but what makes you happy about your financial situation right now?
1: What makes me happy is not having any credit card debt. (laughs) Like I said earlier, I learned my lesson at at a young age, and it took me about two and a half years to rack up over $10,000 in credit card debt, and it took me about five years to pay it off. And so going through those five years of paying it off, yes, it felt good, but it always stuck in the back of my mind. It's like, I'm paying for now. I'm using today's dollars to pay for a decision. I made five plus years ago. Mm -hmm. And just that thought creeping into my head, I promised myself that I wouldn't get into into credit card debt. So it it really just comes down to knowing what it took to get out of that credit card debt, all of the work. Trust me, it is so worth it on the end. Uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If you are willing to make those sacrifices and, and really work towards eliminating the dead, it is such a wonderful feeling on the backside of it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. What makes you the most proud of your time at Foolproof so far? Like what's been gratifying about your job?
1: Every day is gratifying, Josh, because the, the big problem with Foolproof is that there are so many people who need what we have. And we do everything in our power to touch everyone that we can. But the reality is that there are more populations out there that we haven't touched yet. So being able to work with with our collaborative partners out there, finding out what's going on in their communities and how foolproof can help, that, that is so extremely gratifying. Hearing from the teachers, the individual high school teachers that use our high school program talking about how uh, it lights up the kid's eyes where the kids finally get it and really internalize what credit means and, and how much finances play into their future. That is extremely gratifying. But really, the, the most gratifying would be when we actually hear from those students, high school, middle school students that actually take time out of their day to, to write a few sentences or a paragraph thanking us for what foolproof brings to the classroom, telling us what they've learned about credit. We've had some students write about how they've taught their parents about credit and the banking system. Oh, wow. I can't imagine anything more gratifying than that, because you you talk about those low income families out there. I mean, that that is a potential change out there where they can start saving and, and moving up and having a better quality of life. And hopefully uh, stop living paycheck
0: to paycheck. What would be some ways that a typical listener might be able to take better care of their finances?
1: Well, I I would start, honestly, by just taking a deep breath. (laughs) Because let's be honest, Josh, finances are not the most fun topic out there. Right. That's what Foolproof tries to do is bring the fun into it. And, And that's what our high school program does. So if you're already outside of that and really looking at what can you do to improve your individual finances, like I said, take a deep breath and really get a handle on what you have. It's very simply making a list and looking at what debts you have out there, as important as what are the interest rates you pay out there, and start looking at which items are beneficial to pay off first because there are some, some budget items out there that uh, actually have tax deductible interest, whether it be interest on, on home loans or student loans. So you have to get a picture of yourself. If you are, have a lot of debt out there, if you're struggling if, to, to make those monthly payments, it, it is so important to not fall more than 30 days past due because that really affects your credit. And that affects so many aspects of your life, whether it be the amount of deposit that you have to pay out for a utility or or a rental, to the amount of insurance you pay. Uh, if you're a higher credit risk, then you you get charged more. So, gosh, make sure that do everything in your power to not make any payments more than thirty days late. But if you're teetering on that line, get some help out there. But really, look out your your complete picture and just make a plan to be able to budget it out and make sure that that you uh, keep track of your higher interest loans and get those paid off first because it, it's just really scary to look at how much interest you pay on, on a monthly basis if you have something at you know nineteen percent or more uh, you you're just paying so much in interest that uh, it's re- really hard to get ahead.
0: And I think I'm right when I say that you have resources and guidelines for these sorts of things on your website.
1: Absolutely. You can go to foolproofme.com and and look through all of our consumer guides, our buying guides, you know, look through our news stories as well, because we have uh, items like starting an emergency fund, you know, little tidbits of of information to be able to help you uh, make those decisions and make what decisions are right for you.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, if listeners want to follow Foolproof or get in contact with you, what would be the best way to do all that?
1: Sure. Our our main website is foolprooffoundation.org, and that is a good jumping off point to many of our different programs. As I've mentioned before, foolproofme.com is a link to our our consumer guides, our buying guides, and, and our consumer news out there. And that can also launch you into all of our other educational portals. And then uh, if you're a teacher out there, uh, foolproofteacher.com, that that is specifically for our high school program that just gets great results. Uh, Last school year, we had over 27 million page views to our high school program alone. Oh, wow. If you want to get a hold of me, just hit the contact us button on any of those websites and uh, the email will come to me.
0: That sounds great. I guess that's all I have. Is there anything you'd like to add?
1: Our primary program is our Foolproof for High Schools program. Like I said, 27 million page views just last school year. And so if you know any teachers out there, uh, any educators, uh, we are out there. We are 100% free. We are 100% agenda free. So uh, we we are the real deal out there. And I hope that any teacher out there uh, who needs to teach financial literacy uh, goes out there and checks out foolproofteacher.com.
0: That's so cool. I'm I'm very humble that you made time to talk with me, Drew.
1: Oh, it was great, Josh. Like I said, I, I just love talking about foolproof and you know telling people about my mistakes because if I can affect just one person by telling them my mistakes, then I've done my job. That's one person who won't have to go through what I had to go through.
0: Yeah, and I can relate a lot to your story too. Like my mom gave me a credit card right out of high school, and I kind of use it the same way that you did but I've rebounded from that. Although now I have student loans. So I find your story very inspiring and I I really appreciate it.
1: Well, well, thanks. And you know, we, we all have student loans out there (laughs) and that that's a, a a real problem out there. And it's going to be interesting to see what kind of legislation uh, might change the student loan world, but keep, keep fighting it, keep paying those off and someday we'll all be debt free.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, congratulations on all your success. This is this has been so cool to talk to you.
1: Yeah, and best of luck with your podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you. I'm going to keep going as far as I can.
1: All right, Josh. Well, good luck with everything and uh, have a wonderful
0: evening. Okay, you too. Thank you again, Drew. Take care. This has been the Plural of You. I'm Josh Morgan, and the show's website is pluralofyou.org. That's all for now. I Thank you for being kind today. Take care.